0: Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. It's the only Arsenal podcast that counts. By Arsenal fans,
1: for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus. Episode 132. 132 episodes in. That's a few goona to gooners that we've done. So we're, we're probably touching on the 150 mark of all our different various contents. Uh, joined by some regulars. Uh, Mike's back after his summer break. How are you doing, Mike? Yeah, it was nice to have a summer break. Yeah. Where did you go? You went somewhere nice, didn't you? No. <laughs> Where it's was fine. it then? Uh, the Lincolnshire seaside. That'll do. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Lincolnshire's, Lincolnshire's okay. We even got old man Trevor up in Lincolnshire, haven't we?
2: Have we? I don't Bit know. different
1: compared to last year, Mike.
2: It is, mate. Yeah, well, you know, I couldn't be bothered with a two week sitting at home not doing anything. So I did a staycation instead.
1: And uh, I also in sunny, sunny Essex, like myself, it
3: um, is uh, sunny out there today, is Dan. Dan, how are you? Hello, boys. How you doing? I'm good, mate. I've uh, not been away at all. I need a break, though, but going abroad is bloody hard at the moment, isn't it? So it's probably going to be a UK break for a weekend or a city break for me. But all good and looking forward to the football being back in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, we're going to talk about
1: that because there's been an email that's come out from uh, the club about season ticket renewals uh, and so on. Um, we we'll, we'll go into that, but we'll, look, we'll we'll talk about more positive things first of all. Which um, first and foremost was the, the the curtain raiser of the season. Uh, normally the week before um, before the the, the the league starts, but because of international games and everything else, it was moved to last weekend. at the Community Shield. Um, Trev, what did you make of the Community Shield overall? First of all, how ser- how seriously do you take the Community Shield? Firstly, Fergus,
0: hello, mate. All right, nice for you to introduce me as well. Very nice to be here. Did yeah, you get to me up here as well. Yeah, I'm going to have a staycation. We're going up to Scotland in a few weeks' time, if we're allowed. And so much like Dan and Mike. Anyway, Fergus, moving on. What was your question, mate? Sorry, I wasn't listening. I was angry with you.
1: More information. <laughs> More information, Trev. I did say you were in Lincolnshire as well and you went a bit different from last year, Mike, and then said nothing. So I had dead space to fill. So I spoke to my colleague and friend, Dan Potts. So I'll repeat the question for you because I know with your age and everything else, it gets a bit more difficult. <laughs> <laughs> um... Thank you, Fergus. Oh my. <laughs>
2: um,
1: The Community Shield uh, was on last weekend. First of all, how seriously do you take the Community Shield?
0: Oh, well, well, I stated last week, didn't I, Fergus? I didn't think it should be played. I, I thought it was a bit of a waste of time in, in an already compacted period of fixtures. But uh, on reflection, it was played and uh, I loved it. And looking at the side Liverpool put out, I think we can take a lot of heart from the result and it builds my hope greatly for the coming season, pal.
1: Dan, uh, your thoughts on the game? Uh, there was some, uh, it was a bit of a surprise lineup in the sense that we had um, very little options in the midfield. Uh, a bit like what you said on last week's uh, podcast, uh, we had El Neni and Shaka in the middle. Uh, both, in my view, performed very, very, very well. And then we had a mixture of youth and, and experience um, on, on in attack and defense. Uh, what, what did you make? What did you make of it um, overall?
3: Yeah, I was really worried when the lineups come, I thought we're gonna get Boston midfield, Elneny and Chaka together. Didn't fill me with any confidence now that Ceballos was out, but I looked at the Liverpool side, and apart from Trent Alexander missing out for Williams and Milner coming in for Henderson, it was a full strength side, and I'm sitting there thinking this could be quite embarrassing. However, again, Michael Arteta's mentality in this side, he's just installed such a winning mentality already in the last few games that we'd seen towards the end of the season and we could match him. And I didn't really think as much as we had a Van Dijk goal that was offside and a Milner header that was a sitter that he missed, that they had too much more. Robertson was causing some problems with crosses throughout the whole game. And of course, the goal actually was quite a bit of a frustrating one from a defensive point of view. But that Minamino was causing some problems when he came on. That was it from Liverpool, as far as we were concerned. I thought in the first half, we could have been 2-3-0 or three nil up. Eddie Nketiah had a really good move, actually did quite well for winning the ball back and then should have done better with a shot. Aubameyang did his magic. I thought the goal we scored was outstanding. You know, Arteta's got to be sitting there with that goal, thinking this is exactly what I have installed into this team and what I have coached into this team because that was a perfect goal for as far as Arteta and Arsenal were concerned. So really happy with some of the performances. I thought and Nas was outstanding. I was really happy with Saka in the first half. Um, I thought he was a really good player for us. And Shakari on any, I don't know what I was worried about. The pair of them looked like they were just bossing it in midfield. I must admit, it's not something I want to see in the future, that's for sure, because we've seen what them can do over a period of a season. But as a one-off game there, I didn't have any complaints. So I was really quite impressed. And again, David Luiz, I thought, had a very good game. So I'm looking at it now thinking... What's happened to this team? This is the same team that we saw in Baku, in, really, in a lot of positions. And they're looking like a, a different animal under this manager. Martinez, again, fantastic performance. And that save from Marne was world-class. So we're looking at this team now and seeing a little bit more of, of confidence within them. And a winning mentality is Kieran Tierney said after the game. So it's looking good if we can get the right transfers in over the line to have a positive season. I'm with Trev.
1: Mike um Elneny again, we, a lot of people give him a hard time you will be on might have been on some of the podcasts last year where um I spoke not highly of him but I said he was a good player a utilitarian player that we could have you know um he he's he's like the water carrier and I think every every team does sometimes need a water carrier type player you know like Gilberto it's the, the water boy dude. <laughs> <laughs> Not lost on me. It's obviously some cartoon that you're watching, but Yeah, um but have you the, ever seen Waterboy? Lost
3: in the Water Boy, Madam Sandler? No. Oh dear.
2: No,
3: no, no. Totally went over me. Yeah. Um, Other people but, might
1: get it. Whoever yeah, watched yeah, the, oh, the, like, the likes of Edu and the likes of uh, of Gilberto, they weren't flash flary players, and I put El in that type of area. What what did you make of his performance? Yeah, it was a good performance.
2: Um, I'm not going to take it away from the kid, but, uh, you know, he hasn't really done... It's it's only one game, isn't it? So, you know, as long as he can keep it up, he's looking good for him. Uh, yeah, I have been very critical of him, but understandably, I think that has been well-deserved uh, over the last few years. He's been loaned out for reasons, you know, is is to try and give him the game time that he obviously needs. Um, and now he's come back and he's, he's doing all right. So... It's it's only one game. Let's like Dan said. Let's see how they get on over the course of the season and see you know see what goes.
1: He's highly rated in Egypt as well, but obviously they don't wouldn't have a, that huge amount of people to to choose from. Um, every game he's played for Arsenal, he's been steady and and, and done a job. So Not you know, I'm, really,
2: I mean, he has. I don't think he's been steady in every game that he's played. Um, I can't obviously go back three four years when. You know, two, three, four years over the time. Obviously, I can't remember, but I think there is games out there that he has not really been up to par. So, you know, it's like like, I'm just going to retort what Dan said. You know, he had a good game. Let's see how he goes over the course of the season if he gets games.
1: Something Dan said a minute ago as well about Eddie, um, Mike, um, the way he went and got that. He lost the ball in the, in the, in the centre circle. He got up, he got the ball back, he ran through, the, he uh, laid the ball off and uh, he ran through the middle to receive the ball. And unfortunately, it was a crap shot on goal. Um, but the amount of work and effort he put in for that, I've, I, was, I was actually very pleased with how much he ran off the ball and created so much uh, distraction. Yet again, Go on, go on your phone. Go on Twitter. Go on Facebook. The haters—they—they're going to hate, aren't they? Is that for Eddie and or is it?
2: Yeah. Well, it's Arsenal fans. have always got something to complain about. You know, this is the thing. Is we'll it? we'll be we'll be singing Eddie, Eddie, Eddie in the stands one week, and the next week, if they have one bad game, just because they missed a shot. It happens to all strikers. Not every game they're going to score goals. At the end of the day, his work rate was. Unbelievable, you know. He's always done that in every game he's played. In Eddie, he's always had a good work weight. I can't even say that right without getting tongued up. <laughs> Saying it in tongue work weight. Uh, so, you know, what can you what can you say? Haters are going to hate. Like you say, it's. I think there's bigger fish to fry at Arsenal. To be fair, in in the terms of who we need out the club and who we're going to hate on but I'm not going to go into that because it's just causing another conversation that's completely off topic. So, you know, we need to concentrate on other players rather than Eddie. At the end of the day, his work rate, I'll get it right this time, was unbelievable during the game and he's done that in every game he's been in. So, you know, give give the kid a chance, yeah? Yeah, no, no, no. But Trent, this is the thing about Arsenal fans. They, they like to concentrate on, if someone's not done very well, they'll go all hell for ever on that person. You know, look yeah, at I, Pepe. Throughout Pepe, throughout the last season, was getting it left, right and centre from people, you know, including some of us. You know, at times, some of us was, re, you know, dissing on him uh, throughout Guns and other podcasts and everything else. People were going at him saying he's not good enough. But you look at him in the last game, you know the FA Cup final. He played an absolute blinder, and no one said anything.
1: But that's the way. Yeah, it he, did, he did play a blinder in that, and the, p- part of the reason I think it might even been Dan who said, "Play him through the middle," um, because when he was playing through the middle, Pepe, he 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 actually bulldozed right through the middle and caused a, an, a, an awful lot of um, problems for people. is you know. so the thing. That's the thing about the Premier League. You've got to get used to it. Yeah. No. I Agreed. And then a very strange season as well. Trev, your thoughts on on, on Eddie, his performance, and also uh, young Saka, the the cross he gave to Bamiyang. Um, Like first of all, what a what a goal! What a team goal!
0: Well, the the lads have come up with some really good points there, Fergus. And just before we move on to, I'll move on to talk about Eddie and Saka. They're both the boys. have mentioned it when you play a team like Liverpool, right? Who are the best team in the country? If we're honest, what they are because they've won the league. You're going to come under periods of and long periods of sustained pressure because they're good. They're very good, and it's how you handle that pressure and how you play against that pressure and what you do when you play against that pressure that matters. And I thought in the Community Shield we saw a different Arsenal playing in them in, in under them conditions. We soaked it up. We played against it and we counter attacked and we. I honestly think we should have won the game in normal time. We had the opportunities to win the game. It was so pleasing to see. Going, going back to El Nenny, right? Now, El Nenny, he wasn't given much of a chance under Wenger or, or Emery, was he? You know? and, and I think El Nenny would have been sat in Turkey last year and then he's come back to the Arsenal and he's thinking, right, I've seen the improvements at the club. I've seen everybody being given a fresh chance. I've seen everybody playing better football. I'm gonna go back to the Arsenal and I'm gonna play that way. And I'm hoping that's what we've been seeing in the friendly against MK Dons and, and the, the Charity Shield. I'm hoping we're gonna see a different element under different circumstances given an opportunity that he that he's gonna take. That would be wonderful. And Ketia, still a young boy, right? Sorry, Fergus, but yeah, go on. and Ketia is no. still a young boy. You've got you you have got to give him a chance to play. he, he needs all this season. He's still developing. He's still he's still not getting over the fact he came on and scored two goals in a League Cup match two or three seasons ago. Fans are still hanging on that. They think he's going to do that every game. On reflection, it might not have done him any favours scoring them two goals. And he will come good, I'm sure. He was getting lots of game time last season. And if that continues this season, I can only see a better Enchetti developing. I'm not sure where he's going to end up. Nobody can be sure of how good he's going to be. but He's a young lad that we've got to watch this season and he's got to get game time and develop, yeah? And then the last thing you mentioned, Saka, what a ball for that goal. What a ball for that goal. And the build-up and and the finish from Aubameyang, it was a complete team goal, wasn't it, from the Arsenal? It was something that we've we've been craving for years and let's hope we see many more. Sorry, Fergus, you started me off, sudden I've waffled on a bit there, no, but no. you've got my views on all
1: the points. That's that's exactly what we're after, just like people's views on it. Um, Dan, what did you make of the, the goal? I know you touched on it earlier, but um, it was it was the whole team goal a- aspect of it all, the way it came from El Nani mm. to uh, Holding to Bellerin. Bellerin, uh, we can talk about him in a few minutes. There's a few things to talk about Bellerin on. but uh, And then Bellerin to Saka, Saka to Abamyang, and boom.
3: mm. It was. It was special. And, you know, we're looking at this playing out from the back, which some teams say is frustrating to watch. And it can be a bit nervy at times. But when you've got the right players and the right understanding, then it does work. And that team goal was fantastic. I've not been a fan of Bellerin, to be honest. I know we're going to come and talk on about him, but he actually put the best ball for me. Um, Saka's pass was outstanding to Aubameyang. But if it wasn't for that, that ball from Bellerin, then Saka would never have got that pass. So it, it just cut players out of the game for me, that ball, uh, that pass from Bellerin. Very much like the Man City goal, actually, Tierney's ball to Lacazette when we scored the uh, the Pepe uh, cross to Aubameyang in the semi-final. It was a real good workout work team goal. And again, we saw a fantastic piece of individual quality from one of the best strikers in the world. And he is that now. You know, you have to sit there and say that there's a player who scored five goals at Wembley in three games is is what is something special and we have got to keep hold of this guy and sign him and he's just proved again why he's so important to this side really impressed with the goal I've got to agree with the boys about Eddie I think it's really harsh to be slating a young lad and Eddie and Katie are Reece Nelson and Joe Willock might not make it at Arsenal they're not my favorite players by any means but there's two things about them one they're young and two, they give a damn and they'll give 110%. And sometimes that 110% isn't good enough, but that's not what I judge them on. If they can give the best of their ability at 110%, then I'll care about them. Danny Welbeck was exactly the same. He we weren't going to never score us 30 goals a season, but he gave 110% in an Arsenal shirt right to the end of when he left. And I can't, I can't slate a player who does that. That's all I can ask. And those three lads do that when they get the opportunity. They give 100%. I'd like to add Carl Jenkinson to that list, please. <laughs> Jenko. well
0: said, Dad. The corporal, well said, though, son. <laughs> You've nailed it there, Danny boy. Jenko, oh, stealing me, a man. living. It's, uh, it's with, 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 and and I, I tell you now, Albamyang, our old Albamyang, thirty-one, isn't he? I, 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 if I was at Arsenal, I'd give him five years. I'd give him a five-year contract. All right, he might risk when he gets to 30, 35, 36, He's going to lose a bit of pace and he's going to drop off. But he will still a player like that will still be a value to the team at that age. You've only got to look at Righty. You know what I mean?
1: I would, to, I to would be give honest,
0: Alabama young five years.
1: You've you've got a point there. I wouldn't probably give him five years, but given older pairs, long contracts like you got Willian, uh, you got Louise and stuff like that, you got her Previously, you would have said, in a player got into the thirties, Wenger never gave anybody more than a year if they were over the age of thirty, because players that goes into the thirties, in in. Previous years were on the on route to the knackers yard but nowadays players take such good care care of themselves their diet their fitness they're not drinking and smoking and going down the Tuesday club and stuff like that you know so they, they, they their longevity in a career is 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 much 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 better um Somebody who's no longer with us um is Mikatarian he went to Roma on loan and he stayed there. Contract terminated. Is that a good move then for all concerned, Dan? I I think.
3: Yeah, I, I, I was really impressed with Mkhitaryan with this. This is the comparison between him and when you look at somebody like Özil. He's gone to Roma for footballing reasons. He's got rid of his contract and he's mutually agreed to terminate it or whatever the, the deal was. He was on 180k a week. He is clearly not on 180k a week now at Roma, but he's decided to terminate his contract for footballing reasons because he wants to play football in the first team. And from what I hear, he did okay over there. He got some assistance, some goals, and a lot of the Roma uh, fans like him. That is what we want to see. Fair one to Mkhitaryan. I didn't particularly like him in an Arsenal shirt. I thought he was okay for a couple of games playing as more of a, uh, a kind of number two behind the Bamiang and giving him some assists, but he wasn't really the sort of style player that we need on the, on the wing, and he wasn't someone who tracked back and made and made way for players. He wasn't really one that I saw putting in the kind of effort that I want to see in an Arsenal shirt. But he's gone over to Roma, and he's settled, and he's done well, and that's what we wanted to see. Good riddance. He's um, not someone I wanted to keep, but fair play to the lad. We've got a... Yep. Guy on on ridiculous wages who won't do that because his attitude is completely different and he doesn't care for footballing reasons. So that's the comparison there, and that's why I'll say well played to Mkhitaryan.
1: No, I agree hundred percent, Mkhitaryan. When I when I saw him, where was he? Was at Dortmund before he came over to Man United? Was it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He was good was there. On- I thought it was fantastic there and, and we were linked with him at that point and he went to Man United and I thought, Man United have got a player. He's never really just kicked off in the Premier League and it just shows, we've said it time and time again, that the Premier League is such a different animal to German football, to Spanish football, to Italian football or our French football and a lot of these French players that we're bringing in, we brought in a new player in Gabriel um, mm-hmm. from the French League to go alongside What's with... A okay.
3: What's a side one. No, that is a hell of a signing. Honestly, boys, trust me, that is one hell of a signing. That is an unbelievable defender. He's had an outstanding season. He's got all the attributes we need. He is the complete opposite to the uh, Stepanov, Senderos, Sigan, Silvest. all of these players that we've, that we've bought, Skilachis, He is a commanding, strong, pacey Aerial ability, left-footed, natural defender, great one-on-one defending. This guy has got the lot and he's only 23 years old and he's going to fit in great with the Brazilian lads that we've got at the club in Willian, Luiz and Martinelli. I think he's an outstanding signing. I think you'll all see come the end of the season, wow, I didn't realise how good this lad was. He is a great signing. And people that wanted him, you know, this wasn't Fulham and um, Burnley that wanted him, this was Napoli, Man United and other clubs like Bayern Munich looking at him. We've done well to get this lad, trust me. Have have any
1: of you seen him price play as well? I, I for me have not seen him play. Sorry, what was that, Trev? I said, "And at a good price as well." We've
0: we've not paid over the odds for him, have we, mate? You know. Um, oh, really? Sorry, Fergus. Once again, but that, that that with him being left-footed, I mean, I was saying all last season that that our left side excited me greatly with Tierney, Martinelli. And just to add that central defender in there with a left foot as well, it excites me greatly. It's uh, it's looking good. The, the key to this season, from that defensive point of view, while we're talking about the lad, is that Louise and possibly Holding, if he don't go, could become a really important part of our cog, of our wheels, of our cogs, because we're going to have some some. Not inexperienced as players, but inexperienced as per the Premier League people playing in defence next season. And people like Louise are gonna become very important and, and they're gonna to have to be leaders of that back line. And uh,
1: hopefully we'll we'll see progression. I think, I think ideally we'd like to lend out holding, but I don't think we will uh in this window. Because you've got problems with Maori, you got problems with uh, some of the some of the other defenders as well. So just for defensive cover. And also it's looking like Socrates is going to where is he going? He's going somewhere in Italy. Napoli, isn't he? Napoli, Napoli. yeah. In Napoli. Yeah, Napoli. You know, the, the guy was the guy's on his final year of his contract. We need to get some money for him. You know, he's not gonna turn out to be a Serge Gnabry, is he?
3: <laughs> no, he's not. 32 <laughs> years old, it's a good, good centre-half to get rid of. I think we do need to get rid of a few of them, don't we? And we've got some injury problems. I think Pablo Marie will definitely stay. I think Mustafi will probably stay due to his injury now, unfortunately. But I think when it comes to the others, they could look at some dealings with Chambers or Holding. But I think what you said, Fergus, uh, not long ago, was about the January transfer window being opened. And I think you might look at some of them going in the January one instead of this summer one. I think that makes sense, to be honest.
1: Yeah, adds adds some, add some continuity to the squad as well. Uh, like we've got a squad size of, well, ahead of Gabriel and Sabias coming back with Sabias, We're just awaiting an announcement that apparently deal's done and we have options on him and, and so on. Uh, but we're just waiting on that to be announced. Uh, that will bring up our squad size if we include those to 32. Um, but looking at that, there was a good article done on Twitter by Kinos AFC, um, and uh, she wore... And they he gave me they gave a list of um, players. So we have sixteen non-homegrown players. We're allowed eighteen. We got six homegrown and eight under twenty ones. Under twenty ones don't count in our squad of twenty five. The six homegrown were allowed eight, and the uh, um, sixteen I believe were allowed. 17 so we would have to get rid of one or lend out at least one of our non-homegrown players now there's one that we all know and we've talked about earlier in the show Ozil um he's probably the one to make way to allow for Danny Tobias to come in but it doesn't allow room for uh people talking about party and people talking about who are and and that sort of thing I can't see them happening can you Mike?
2: Uh, I don't know. Anything can happen. Uh, and uh, and all that sort of stuff and financial fair play being been sort of knocked on the head for this season coming. Uh, I thought it all got knocked on the head.
1: Uh, it's uh, it's hard to do financial fair play when you've got no real turnover. I think everybody, no matter what, they were doing. Well, that's what I mean. I think that all that sort of stuff's been
2: knocked on the head. So anything can happen this season. Um, so we, we just don't know. Uh, I'd like to see Ozil disappear. Yeah. <laughs> I really would. I would... Honestly, if anyone remembers the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, where Giles used to get thrown out the door by George uh, <laughs> I would gladly do that to him. You know, I don't even have to be paid. I'd pay someone for me to do that to him. You know, I'd love to do that. I'd love to see Ozil disappear, but I, can, I can't see that happening. I think if anyone's going to make way now, nah, it's either going to be Torero or Guendouzi. I think
1: they're the only two that are going to make way. Well, my... Gwendozi would be one of the under-21s, so we actually don't need to get rid of Guendouzi. We
2: don't need to, but if someone comes in with a nice little bit of pocket change, I think he will go.
1: But did you not yeah. recently... Listen, I... you know my feelings on Guendouzi. I think he's had probably one or two games that he's played really, really, really well. Um, but otherwise, he's not been... He's not been as fantastic as people say. Yeah, he shows passion. This, that, and the other. He's a young player. All those excuses that people people gave me, but he showed his true colors down in Brighton. Maybe a bit silly, um, mm. but it, there's talk that
2: I think mean, that was just more immaturity more than anything
1: else. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There's talk that Arteta and him have like made up, kissed and made up, and well, if
2: that's we, the case, that's the case. We I don't know, but you know, we only hear what we hear, don't we? It's all rumors until it's all come. It all comes out as true. Uh, so, but Fred, it's, it's just a case of it is just a case of I think I can't see Ozil going he's going to be a leech until his contract ends uh, like Dan was saying about him being you know like Mkhitaryan he's done what he needed to do to play football Ozil will not do that because he's a coward or a wimp you know that, that's the way he is uh, so this is why I can see either Gwenduzi or Torreo making way over Ozil and that's I think that's the issue
1: Well if we could get rid of the likes of um, I don't know, Lacazette, um, are the likes of uh, Ozil and um, possibly Torreira. That would allow room, wouldn't you said Trev, in, in the squad for Ceballos, Oar and Party? Would that be an improvement?
0: Yeah, it would be an improvement, Fergus. And, and don't forget, boys, there's other players we're likely to lose in the blink of an eye. I mean, Kalazinac uh, Mustafi, I know Potsy'd be upset if Mustafi went, but we could lose <laughs> Kalajzic, we could lose Mustafi, we could lose Torreira tomorrow. You know they all could possibly go, so I don't think we're stuck for space. I'd, I'd, I'd never, I'd never seen Party play, t- and once his name was mentioned, I've watched him a few times, and he's a beast of a man, a beast of a man. is Party, I'd love to see him play at the Arsenal, but I just, I just don't think it'll happen. I hope I'm wrong. Um, Gwen Doozy, I sincerely hope, sincerely hope that Gwen Doozy has sat down with Arteta and have made up their differences, and that he's going to pull his socks up and, and start performing. Because I, I honestly think there's a player in Gwen Doozy, I really do. When we talked about the childish childishness, don't forget Burnley as well. We were all at that game away at Burnley when he was when he was onto the crowd at the end when he should have maybe just walked off the field. So, Gwendozi, I hope that he has made up with Arteta. If he's still got his childish ways, off you go. Terreira, has Terreira been given a full, a, a proper chance at Arsenal? A long, I, I, I can't get it in my head that he has. You know,
2: I don't, so, last, I don't. Last season he did. You know, with under Emery, I think he did. But under Arteta, think? he hasn't really been given a chance. And uh, and I sort of agree with you there. He hasn't really been given that much of a chance under Arteta.
1: But, he's been but if you notice, right with the
2: signings that we're making now, if you look at the defensive signings, which he's a defensive player, uh, if you look, if you look at the defensive signings, like Arteta signing, you have got to think like with Saliba. All right, he was before Arteta, but with Gabriel, you know, and Saliba, they're both six foot three, six foot four between them. You know, these are big, strong players in the defensive positions. Where I think this is where I, yeah. I do honestly think this is where we're moving forward with these defensive positions. Like we've been linked with this party. He's a big. I don't know how tall he is. Do is uh, is around? I can't think what he, if how tall he actually is. But he's a and he's, he's so a, a big Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. You see, this yeah. is what we're looking for. Yeah. But if you think if you look at him, how he's mimicking in some respects um, Pep at Man City. He was always going for the big, strong defensive players, other than his full-backs.
0: Yeah, you should yeah. Have right. It, right. Uh, right. You know, yeah. You're absolutely right, boys, In that, and, and I've got to be careful what I say because for a long, long time now, I've been saying, come on, Arsenal, sign some big, decent, tough centre-halves, you know what I mean, and a big, and we've got defensive midfielder, and they've gone out and they've done that. They've gone yeah. out and they've done that. I was sick of seeing average forwards and average centre-halves coming up from the back and bullying our, our defenders because they were yeah. six... Six inches taller and four stone heavier, you know, and Arsenal have actually done that. So I can't, I can't, cannot knock them in any way, shape, or form for that. I just hope they gel as a defence, and Mm. and then boys, we're flying, we're absolutely flying. They're going to need,
2: they are going to need time (laughs) to gel. So I think people need to, I think as Arsenal fans, we need to give them time, not just think straight away. We've got two big defenders. We're going to win the league, you know. Just calm it down, give them time.
3: But also, if yeah. you look at that's the teams, Sorry, Dan. that's all Sorry, I try. Dan you look at the you look at the teams that have won the league in the past, well, in the Premier League era, yeah. Saul Campbell, Patrick Vieira, Vincent Kompany, Yaya Torre, Virgil van Dijk, John Terry—they're all beasts of men. You don't win the league with five foot ten midfielders and five foot eight centre afts. You just don't do that. They just get pushed off the ball too easily. We were guilty of that under Wenger buying the same style of lightweight midfielder and centre afts that had no strength or presence. And what we have needed since Vieira and Campbell have gone, hopefully we get now in Gabriel and Thomas Partey. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna put it out there. I think Thomas Partey and Hosama will be Arsenal players come the sixth of October. I really do. And the reason I say that is because I think they're the only two targets that we have wanted since day dot. They're the only two that Arteta has always wanted. And now Raul has gone. Coutinho, dead in the water. Not happening. Thank God. I would rather, yeah, I would rather take Hassanouar and Thomas Partey than Diawara and Coutinho, one hundred percent. And I think that if we want these players, we're going to have to try and somehow collate between eighty-five to hundred million pounds. And people will say, "Oh, that's impossible." We won't do that. But if you look at it, it's not impossible because Bellerin could be thirty to thirty-five million with add-ons. Torreira, thirty million back to Italy. There's three teams that want in Roma, Fiorentina, and Sampdoria. You look at the players. Um, In the positions of Matteo Guinduzi, you could easily get 25 million for him because of his age to La Liga club. That's you're nearly there. That's your 90 million already. So that's 90 to get the likes of those two players in. And you can afford to get rid of those three. You really could. You know, Bellerim, we don't need a replacement in the Max Ahrens that we heard about now because Maitland Niles is staying and he's proved that he's good enough to play at fullback and Cedric's cover. You've got Thomas Party coming in to replace Guinduzi and uh, Torreira. If the Danny Ceballos deal deal's done, he's replaced one of those as well. And Hossam will replace the Mesut Urza or the Gwen whoever, which one of them's going to go. So for me, I am going to put it out there that I think Thomas Party and Hossam will be Arsenal players on the 6th of October. You heard it here first. We didn't, he- we didn't hear it I on the jury. You're
0: all right, son. I
2: hope
3: you're <laughs> right, son. I hope so. <laughs> I'm tempted with a on that
2: one.
0: Just. Just one thing, right? Just one thing you've got to remember, though, and, and, and I am going to stick up for the small player a little bit. There is place in football for players like Torreira, but they've got to be surrounded by the right type of player. They've got to have a bit of physicality around them to support them. And at Arsenal, we went to the other extremes. We, all we have is lightweight and small. There's a happy medium. I would love to see Torreira playing in the side surrounded by Party and and uh, Willian and, and, you know, these big centre-offs. That, there might be a spot for him there, but y- yeah, you can't. We have changed now. We bought these bigger players, and, and and I'm very, very happy with it. Very happy with it. Excited by it, actually. Hey, we were fifty to one to win the league before the before the Community Shield, and I know we're all going to laugh, but fifty to one, I had to have a tenner on it, boys. I had to have a tenner on it at fifty. Well, hey, thought, you know, well, gotta be done. Do you
2: know that uh, On Sky Bet last time I looked on Sky Bet were the favourites to win the Europa. Are we? Oh, are we? Mm. yeah I saw that Mike
0: saw yeah we the favourites
2: yeah. to win the Europa
3: this year saw that aren't, um, um, aren't yeah. locomotive pl- Plovdiv favourites <laughs> 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 well,
0: we have got an easy first round
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> they
0: might even have to play yeah. a game hey, I'll tell you what boys I mean I, I'd, ra- I'd rather poo in my hands and clap than watch that that crap about (laughs) Tottenham at the minute but all or nothing all or nothing that should hey listen I'm putting on camera now the title of that should have been nothing or nothing because we all knew it was going to be
1: nothing at the end of the season (laughs) Jesus Christ (laughs) listen uh I think we might have found a a title for our our podcast is it nothing or nothing
2: yeah (laughs) absolutely nothing (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: nothing or nothing you talk about Plovdic though but um uh, they mightn't even have to play a game because Spurs are contemplating forfeited in the game because they're away from home and their <laughs> squad their squad may have to go into quarantine coming back from Bulgaria and uh, <laughs> you know, all, all that to be considered you can't just put out the kids because it has to be part of your twenty five twenty uh, five man squad oh, and that's what that's you do just, brilliant. Late, 14 that's just brilliant from the rest of the team so oh, who knows it's just, it's just I've, hilarious I've
2: just been looking on Bet now and to win the Europa League this year we are favourites at 7-1 to one. and forever in our shadow at 8-1 to one is Tottenham <laughs> yeah. and then there's Napoli and AC Milan after that and then whoever not really important after that
1: to be fair Dan, you touched on Bellerin and maybe moving Bellerin on. uh, And I've written down on here, Bellerin versus Ainsley Maitland-Niles. The reason I've written that down is because Maitland-Niles has, hopefully, because he's proved himself over the last few games, as a lot of players have, that he is of value to our squad. And especially when we're playing a three at the back and having these wing backs rather than uh, out and out right back and left back. But Tierney, I know, he has been playing left of the three, but he is better as a left wing back or a left back on, a, on his own. Maitland-Niles, is he a better option than Bellerin?
3: He is a better option than Bellerin and he is my first choice right back. And the reason I say that is because he's been outstanding... Um, since Arteta's come in. You know, he got out of favour and then when he was given a chance, he's taken it, ball by the horns. He's been absolutely fantastic wherever you're playing, midfield, wing back, full back. Um, He was playing goal with the actor. You know, he gives 110% and his interview was class at the end. You know, I'm an Arsenal player and as long as I'm an Arsenal player, I'll give 110%. And that's what he's been doing. He's been suiting into Arteta's style. And the reason that I will say I think Maitland-Niles will be a better fullback than Bellerin. His three things, I think he's a better modern day fullback. He is the best one-on-one defender that I think we've got in terms of that fullback position, Maitland-Niles. And I think that he is more comfortable on the ball than Bellerin. Bellerin, I've not really seen him have a shocker, but I haven't seen him have a consistent uh, consistently good game two seasons on, since he's played. Two seasons
1: since he played properly.
3: There we go. And injuries and stuff like that, fitness. I mean, if they were to do a full medical on Bellerin, you'll probably find we can't sell him because he's that unfit. And I just worry about it, really. Um, I would say see you later. For 30 to 35 million, I think that's about right. Um, a lot of people would disagree and say that if, you know, uh, Max Aarons was worth 30, then Bellerin's worth 50. But because of his injuries and the way he's been playing, I don't think that's right. Um, I think that about 30 to 35 minutes would be good. Maitland-Niles will be a really good player for us in that position. He is a fullback. I think he's admitted he's a fullback. He got a bit naive and said a bit... You know, through a strop because you didn't play him in midfield. I think now he's been playing fullback. He's been appreciating actually. I can play in this position in this system. And the nice thing I'll say about it is we are going to play three at the back this coming season. We're not going to go as a four-three-three. Three, no matter who we sign, we are going to be playing David Luiz as one of our centre halves, along with Gabriel and either Saliba or you know, uh, uh, Mary. So for me, it has to be Jenny. those three. I think That's Tierney it. will be left-back. I do. I think Tierney will go back to left-back. I like Tierney. Trev. he's one of my favourite players and he's been fantastic as a back three and he's kept so many players in their pockets. But I don't know if we'll play Maitland-Niles as a left-back and have Cedric. I think Maitland-Niles will be the right-back and I think we'll have Tierney at left-back and the back three halfs so that we've been talking about that at of stature. I think will be at the three at the mm. back there.
1: I, I, no, I, I yeah, you could see that against Liverpool. Uh, the way we changed, Klopp was moaning, and he was playing about against this defensive block of uh, what was it, five, four, one? He wasn't, he was playing against a three at the back that dropped into a five. He was playing at three up front that dropped back into the midfield, and the midfielder sometimes was six, seven. You know, he complain all he wants, he lost it. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, complain so, all you want, Paul. I was going to ask you a question, Trev. Uh, people. Criticise again, Maitland Niles, and we've all had pops at him in various times. And we there was an awful lot of talk about his attitude and his his the, his demeanour and the way he goes around. He doesn't look like he he gives a shit and and stuff like that. But did you see how calm and nonchalant he was stepping up to take that penalty that he just slotted down the middle? Maybe he's just cool, cool cucumber.
0: Uh, I did indeed see how he took that penalty focus. It was a pleasure to watch the young man, wasn't it? So full of confidence. And as Dan said, after the game, his interview and the way he handled what were some quite intrusive questions from the interviewer was exceptional. Absolutely exceptional. He, he he's, he's Adrian the Niles, the back half of last season and, and what I've seen this year has gone up in my estimation greatly. Um I did wonder whether he was going to be good enough early last season. I think I'm down on record as saying that. I wasn't derogatory about him, but I did have my doubts. But he's he's actually got rid of my doubts on that front now, and and not his footballing and his attitude have told me that we've got we've got a fine young player there. And it he, maybe he's never going to be the top of the top of the top, but he's a player we need to keep and we want to keep. Remi- his attitude reminds me a bit of Michael Thomas. You know, Michael Thomas had that that laid back. Apparently couldn't care less attitude and, and look at what a superstar Michael turned out to be. So, yeah, good luck to the lad. I hope we keep him. I hope he gets lots of game time. I hope he shines for England. Now he's been called up. Congratulations to it, him, by it. the way. And, uh, well, who knows? Who knows, Mike? You know, it's just the fact that he's there. Gareth Sal- uh,
2: yeah, another one who hates Arsenal players, mate. He was reluctant to even put one in. Uh, Mike, Mike, put put the negativity to bed there, son. Put that to bed.
0: Stop
2: that now. Nah, Gareth Southgate, um, yeah. he needs sacking.
0: He's, he's been picked for England. <laughs> he's been picked for England. And, oh, yeah, I'm happy that. And, like no, it's,
2: big, it's nice, but it's just under Gareth Southgate. He won't even be on the bench, I'm telling you. Well, looking at the
0: interview that that uh, Maitland-Knowles, I don't know if you've seen it, it's got on the Arsenal website at the moment, talking about he's being picked and how he got the message and how, how it all went through. I think that Maitland-Knowles... Thinks a lot of Gareth Southgate, and that's all that matters to me. And 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 uh, I'm just pleased to see him in there. It'll it'll, it'll improve his confidence greatly. Hmm. If we want to sell him, it'll improve his value greatly. Uh, we don't sell him, but it will improve his confidence. And uh, 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 he's proved me wrong. He's proved my doubts wrong, and, and I'm man enough to admit that. And good luck, Aisley. and uh, stay You're with been, I've been
2: saying for I've been saying for the longest time. You know, I think it was either t- some point in, to last season. Uh, I've been saying about Maitland Niles. Look, he needs to realize someday that he is a more of a fullback than he is a midfielder. The quicker he realizes that he, that is his position, the better it'll be for him. And it's taken him all this time to realize, look, I'm getting game time here. I need to stay here. And he's he stepped up. You know, it's whenever he's been picked there, even when he didn't want to be there, even when he come out and said, I want to be a midfielder. I don't want to be in a fullback position. He still plays the game, you know, he still does his best, he still he still did it, you know, he, he never really did anything wrong. So he's when you say about his demeanour and people saying like that, he never really put a foot wrong in them position in that position that he, he didn't want apparently he didn't want to play in. So you can't really fault him for that. And he's stepping up to the mark, and it is kind of bittersweet of sweet for me personally, because Bellerin, being Bellerin, he's been in the team since he's what, sixteen years old. Yeah. so it, it's it's sad to see someone who you've seen all that time going to the point where he's getting to the point into his career now and he's not even in his 30s and it's like oh i think he needs to go he needs to go and it, 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 it's sad to see one of our own get to that point at, what 26 year old and you're thinking right he needs to go he needs to go but when I say it's bittersweet, we've got another one of our own into our into going into that position, which makes it that feel that like little bit better. You're seeing a young lad stepping up. He's going for it. He's taking his chance, and he's not backing down. And it's not. It is good to see that.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, uh, but I think. Uh, closing down on that one, the Maitland-Niles, Maitland-Niles-Bellerin thing. Uh, Maitland-Niles is probably the future Bellerin, sadly, is the past. Um, even if he does remain with us, I think he will probably be knocked down the pecking order just a little bit purely because of his fitness. He's lost the yard of spe- uh, pace and he can't seem to cross a ball for Toffee, which I've always said before. Uh, last thing that we've got written down here is we just had an email about an hour or so before we started recording this um, this morning and uh season ticket renewals have uh, come out um there was a 19 page document which I, I that was the whole policy that um i got a copy of uh and it's it's a heavy read trev gave up after page 1 i think and <laughs> said uh, can somebody tell me what it actually means I did yeah <laughs> but um i did the the uh the long and the short of it is at the end of last season, when the season was cut short, uh, the club offered us all uh, the opportunity to have a partial refund on our season tickets. And for me, that was £210.14 pence um, for um, uh, Block 5 uh, North Bank Lower, um, the, the cheaper of the season tickets. Um, you now have the opportunity to not renew your season ticket because there, there, there is no season ticket to renew as such. You now have the opportunity to pay a fee uh, which will allow you to enter into a ballot. Only four season ticket holders. So all those people who've got red memberships, uh, which I've got two, uh, Trevor's got three, uh, Mike's got some, and uh, Dan, who's got some silver memberships as well. We've all paid our renewals. This is on top of any season tickets that people have, and we won't be able to buy any tickets at this stage in the season. No, but a hat or a pair of gloves might make up for it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, the, the We will be entered as gold and platinum season ticket members. We'll be entered into a ballot. And we have the option to, um, if you're chosen, you'll have the option to uh, pay additionally on top of the money that you've given to enter the ballot, additionally for the ticket. Uh, the money that they're asking uh, for me to enter into the ballot and probably similar for you two guys down the bottom, um, Dan and Trev, is funnily enough. £210.14, the refund, <laughs> they'd turn it back. Um, I understand clubs, you know, strapped for cash a bit, but if they then said that goes as a credit which you can use to pay for the tickets that you get chosen in the ballot for, I could understand, but they're not. They're saying you've got to pay for the ticket on top of it. They haven't confirmed ticket prices, if there's going to be a Cat A, a Cat B, a Cat C. If, you know, we play Sheffield United, is meant to be the first game that uh, this, this method is going to be in place in October. Does that mean that we'll be, you know, paying... Just twenty-seven quid to go to see that as a Cat C game, and no. what happened to the Tottenham game comes up a few weeks later. You know,
2: how much? You know, it's. Uh, we, I think me and you were talking. weren't we Fergus, the other day, and we were saying about season ticket prices. I think if you get chosen in this ballot, I think your uh, your tickets are going to be, you know, towards the upper end of that, just to make up for the season tickets that they've lost over the time. You know, so they're getting everyone to pay these season tickets. Uh, yeah. you, you're looking at. You're probably looking at about hundred quid for your first game.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, the first game is going to be Sheffield. I don't know. I think you just you pay whatever category your seat is. And where I don't know if you get to go back into your own seat. You do have the option, Trev and Dan, you do have the option to put your season ticket on hold uh, for a year or not enter the ballot uh, um and just wait to see if there's a half season that comes out in January and then renew your season ticket then in 2021 uh, 22 season. Would either of you consider going one into the ballot and two, not? And three, maybe just taking a year off or half a year off?
3: I personally, my dad, I think will renew because obviously we go together. I don't know how it's going to work, but I had a chat earlier with someone who'd read the 20 page document because I've been uh, and didn't have no time to do it. Renew now for 210 so I'm just reading off of my screen here, uh, for £210.14, same as you, Ferguson Trev. Uh Then you go into the ballot. You can defer until next season, but I'm being told that if you do defer, you will not lose your same seat. You can have the same seat whenever you, you, you it is renewed again. The other thing that you can enter is you can enter the ballot as either an individual or as a group of up to four people. So me and my dad, for example, could both enter the ballot together. So that's useful so that if we do get, we get to go together, if that makes sense. So that's useful for me. Um, The other thing was, uh, if you're successful in the ballot, your group will be automatically placed into an area of the stadium that is the equivalent price or as close as possible to what you would normally pay for your season ticket or your seat. Unfortunately, due to the reduced capacity, high demand and social distancing measures, we can't guarantee your regular seat. Um, One of my mates has said that he's renewed. Um, You don't have to enter the ballot. Uh, So renewing is just moving the money they owe you to renewing for this season. And then you can enter each ballot as you want. So I'm going to have a chat with my Dad, and see what's best for us. Um, It is good that we can enter as a pair because I did worry about maybe one of us getting to go and the other one not. So that was the bit that I took from that 20-page statement as being relevant to me, Ferg. Trev?
0: Well, as you said, mate, I only read the first page. I haven't got the longest attention span in the world. Um, What Dan's just said there is very interesting. I have committed my money to to the club. Um, Hopefully, I'll get drawn in a few ballots to go because at my age, you've got to make the most of every opportunity you can to get there, you know. But um, it was never going to be perfect however they did the season ticket thing. I'm really pleased that for people like Dan there is the opportunity to go with your dad because it's very special that families go to football. Very important days they are when you go with your family to football. So I'm really pleased that Dan and people like that have got the opportunity to go together. Um, I'm more annoyed with people like we've said, like like, that we've got red memberships and silver memberships that we've paid for and you're 100% according to that document are not going to get the opportunity to purchase a ticket to go to a football match and you've paid. And I know that somewhere in the terms of conditions that it will say that your membership doesn't guarantee a ticket, but we we all buy these memberships for one reason, not a membership pack, not to say we've got a pretty red card. We buy the red membership and the silver membership because we want the opportunity to buy tickets to a football match. And that opportunity is not going to happen. So I'm really frustrated about that. By the way, I don't have three red memberships for myself, just to clarify. My missus has one, my son has one, and I have an, a red membership in my own name as well, so that I can buy two tickets together for League Cup games, uh, just to clarify that. No, I'm, It's I'm, really
1: annoying. that I'm sorry, the same. Fergus. I've got a couple of reds, and it was originally I had my silver, and then I got a second red so I could buy it. Um, uh, a, a ticket to go to go take somebody to football with me, uh, but whatever happened on the screen, it refreshed and I ended up getting two of them. I pay for two, but you know, so I I, I lost my silver, which turned into a season ticket, and I've kept the two reds, which are probably a season away from turning silver. Um, and I will keep them because then I can take my son, my grandson, my granddaughter, or whatever, you know, on, on random games, and it helps when people want to do that. Uh, listen, on the information that you gave me there, Dan, um, I will be giving them back their £200.14, and pence, and I will pick and choose probably what games I want to go to if we go as a, a ballot. I don't know if there's a way that we can cheat the system and uh, if it's the case of uh, myself and Trev end up, going in the same bubble, for example, um, are for all four of us. I, I, you, do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not suggesting that's what we do, but isn't there no way why four mates can't uh, make themselves in one bubble? You know,
3: uh, Yeah, that, that's what I'm hoping, um, mate. Um, to be fair, that's the probably the individuals I'd choose, to be honest, if you me, me, dad, and you two, so that we can at least go together, the four of us, and that would be good. Because I know it, I don't want to get to a stage where oh. will you're going, for, but you're sitting over by the clock end. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it could be like that, couldn't it? So we don't know.
1: Yeah, it could. It could. Um, I suppose, uh, lastly, is if we don't go in a ballot and we don't get it, are we going to arrange to meet up and have a beer for an Absolutely. And, um, uh, For for And just do a game. I don't know, we'll have to pick one, maybe the West Ham game or maybe a, a game after that, maybe the end of October or something like that. And just, you know... Go to the pub and watch it, and down that way. I think we should do. Absolutely, I think we should do that maybe once a month, even if we can't do it. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, I agree. Once it a needs month. to happen. That's a bit it?
1: much, boys. I can only put <laughs> up with you lot about once every three months, to be honest.
0: <laughs> You've had six months off, so we got some in the bank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm. I'm, look, I'm looking forward to the. I'm much looking forward to the day when I get on the train down to the Arsenal and we all meet up again. I miss those days badly, boys. I miss those days very badly. Boys, can I change the subject completely? Because I've got one thing in my head. I know that that time is short, right? But I want to get your your view on it. And I was going to get Mike's view, but it's disappeared. You know, our game this year is obviously going to be playing out from the back, right? It's going to cause us some stress during this season. But that's the game we're going to play. Now, when we played against MK Dons, did you see the way that MK Dons played against us? Pressing us, three or four players around the box, to make us practice that playing out from the back in tight situations. And i just wondered, do you do you think that we, uh, the Arsenal must have said to MK Dons, we'll play you in a friendly, but we want you to do this. We want you to press us high up the field. So it was very noticeable that that's what they if, did. If, if very honest, noticeable. Trent-
1: I didn't even. I didn't even watch the game. I didn't even watch the game. I saw a couple of highlights of it. Um. I. I yeah. Listen, we are stuck for time, and that could start us into another twenty-minute conversation uh, about a game that was almost irrelevant. But yeah, no, brilliant uh, guys. Thanks very much. Uh, uh, Mike, it was irrelevant. To- <laughs> you just you just picked your wrong time to do it. You picked your wrong time to do it. That was all. So, um, Mike, thanks very much for joining us again. Thanks. Nice to have you back on.
2: Yeah, not a problem. It was nice having a break. It's uh, Sometimes you just have enough
1: of Arsenal. Yes. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I've I, I done it for a few weeks. I think on about three weeks, no podcast, no social media, hardly whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it does. It's good for the head because it just gets a bit much and not yeah. really having a proper summer off as well. Um and add on lockdown and everything else. It just, it's just brilliant.
2: Yeah, well, we've got a season to get back into it, so that's
1: all right. We do indeed. Trev, <laughs> we love you, really. <laughs> I'm, done <with> you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with you.
0: Any other podcast watching, if you want someone on that speaks a bit of sense, look me up, give me
1: a shout. <laughs> well, there's a man... man- Man right beside you who could uh, might take you up on
3: that one. Uh, Dan Potts, uh, cheers, boys. It's been a pleasure to be honest. A yes or no answer just before we, we finish because I've got to go. Yes or no answer top three top four strikers in Arsenal's history Ian Wright, Thierry Henry, Dennis Burkamp, whatever order. Who's next? Because I'm going to go Bamiyang. Yes or no?
1: Yeah, I, can, uh... I can't. Now, Michel-
0: speaking of someone older, Dan, but I can't argue with that, son. By the way, Dan, thank you for the private message just then inviting me on your podcast, mate. I'd very much like <laughs> to join you. Thank you, pal.
3: <laughs> Bless you, mate. Always welcome before, me know that, bro.
1: <laughs> before we go, we'd just like to take a very short moment uh, and pay our respects to uh, seeing the death of um, the gerbil. Um really, really sorry.
3: The gerbil is dead, <laughs> everybody. Football uh, we gerbil
1: so uh, he had oh, no. one, one week of fame on Twitter and then he did t- he t- got about
3: 11,000 f- 11, followers in two days and now rest in peace yeah
2: that's, <laughs>
1: that's, that's the way to do it that's
2: the way oh it.
1: Jesus yeah. Christ <laughs> get me off this <laughs>
2: fucking planet <laughs> <laughs>
1: right, you have been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Arsenal podcast by Arsenal, or arsehole turns <laughs> uh, thanks for listening only one last thing to say up the arse